mic. Yeah, get me one. Give, give me one second. David. Okay, now I can hear you. Yeah. So, uh, mostly I have a lot of experience in data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence, statistical analytic, statistical analysis. and a uh, lot of experience towards data visualization and presenting data to the user sanji uh, i yes. hate to interrupt you again but i can just barely hear you could you get oh. a little closer to the mic i'm already connected with my okay. uh, there now you're coming in good so basically <clears throat> um yep yeah. so basically uh, experience towards uh, i i have lot of like i did my masters from university of texas at arlington uh specializing in data science and machine learning and then i did a couple of certifications like a uh, uh, one certification from harvard business school which basically deals with the uh, business analytics and right now i'm pursuing a certification or a post graduate post graduate diploma from columbia engineering so it's basically a postgraduate diploma in artificial intelligence and machine learning so as far as my work experience goes uh, i i definitely worked with some of the you no know, uh, uh, some of the very good clients here some of the insurance companies based out of us so we had a project where we have to predict the sales for that you no know, how if some customer is coming as a lead and then how what is the chance that that lead will get converted to a customer so that kind of experience and then we build a model we got the data raw data we clean the data we did feature extraction feature engineering of the data and then we try to model the data we used python as as our primary uh, uh, no development language here so we build a model out of it and then and we use tableau to visualize our results uh, basically uh, these two the these are the two tools which used which we used majorly for the development of this project and uh, in terms of accuracy we achieved roughly more than 90 90 95% of accuracy in in terms of predicting which which lead is going to be converted as your potential customer for the future that's a really impressive uh, numbers you know when i uh, look at some of the machine learning uh, it's it started off originally where the percentages are are lower than human uh, predictions but like for example in I- imagenet it uh, mm-hmm. had problems recognizing cats uh, where cats were mixed with different objects uh but over time when the data set got larger the more data it got uh the deep learning started to find features and classifications and uh they in in 2015 they said that um the accuracy exceeded uh, a group of human beings and so the machine was actually doing better at recognizing uh images such as cats and dogs uh than a human being so uh, it's really interesting that you had enough data that you could train your def predictions yes david you are very correct here the data size is very huge basically uh, we what we did here initially we got this data uh, from their servers in like 
and we we put the data into cloud aws and uh, like using s3 buckets and all those kind of things and then we put this data into uh, athena which is uh, analytics platform in aws and we queried and we try to extract uh, we did lot of feature engineering on the data so it's not a, a one step or two step process it take quite long like two months to do the feature engineering roughly we did we did lot of research and we initially we started with like 55% to 65% kind of accuracy so but with the time as we trained our model uh, we started getting accuracy better as the days passed so definitely uh, the volume of data is really very important in machine learning because if the size is huge you can bet, you can you can train your model uh, accurately compared to the 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 uh, if you have a less volume of data so definitely the volume of data plays a very huge role in training the models it sounds like uh, the the things that you're doing there are with predictions uh what are some of your favorite uh uh, classifiers that you've worked with. I know you've mentioned Deep Forest, uh, Random Forest, Stochastic. So, yes, so mm -hmm. we use Random Forest here, and uh, we also tried Decision Tree here, um, and then I mean, majorly, uh, then you have like the XG Boot. So there are like multiple, but most of the time, um, I prefer to start with Random Forest, and then go beyond that. Like so, Random Forest is whatever I find. till now it's most robust kind of algorithm which i used but there are like multiple uh, algorithms right roughly you know 10 to 12 uh, what my understanding goes like you have like 10 to 15 kind of models which you play around and we you try to fit the data with this models you're a uh, uh, you have also you didn't mention but you have experience with data robot yes and uh, data, data ro robot Yes, data robot brought in some of the best scientists in the world to get their algorithms, and then uh, what did you think about that tool? Your, oh, your thoughts on data, data robot? Data robot is automation platform, you know, for machine learning. For but you know the trick in data robot is to have the your data engineering done before you put the data into data mm -hmm. robot. Data robot is a very automation tool. Once you have your feature engineering done on your data part. you can plug your data to data robot data robot will do all your feature selection will 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 tell you which feature is going to play what role i know by percentage wise it can tell you which feature is having how much impact in your no prediction and it nice. gives you roughly like 80 80 different models while give, i mean it basically trains and it will give based on his accuracy they have a dashboard so it dashboard will show you the most accurate from most accurate to least accurate kind of dashboards you know uh, most sorry most accurate to least accurate classifiers based on your data set so that is how i mean it basically saves the time again uh, it is one of the like you know i i i think it is something which is more of what a black box kind of thing where you done your feature engineering and then you throw your data to this black box and this black box will give you the results the results you don't understand what exactly but definitely they have a blueprint where you can understand what are the different steps data robot performed on your data before it gives you the prediction what are your you you mentioned uh feature engineering i and uh, as a key uh step uh for having a successful <clears throat> machine learning prediction model 
what are some of the things that you found uh, to, to finding features? Do you actually go in and try to learn how the business works or are you just looking at dashboards to see what features are having the biggest impact? No, no, it's not like that. So feature engineering is something which is the art of data science. Okay. So it basically the whole soul, you can see all the machine learning, it is the soul of your machine learning because what my understanding goes for feature engineering is suppose you have a numerical value, true and false. Sometimes you just convert to zero and ones, you know, and you, and in doing the feature engineering, I believe you should have the uh, a domain knowledge because suppose in healthcare, for example, and you are trying to build a model, something in healthcare, suppose you wanted to build a model around readmission, then you should be really understanding the domain uh, of healthcare here because sometimes you have to know, uh, take some emergency room or urgent care, normal admission, you know, based on that, you can allocate a point rather than having a text in your uh, a text as your column in, in terms of doing that uh, modification or putting that before you apply to the um, any machine learning algorithm. So sometimes you have to convert from categorical to numerical values. That gives a better understanding because machine understand uh, numerics more better than the categorical values. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, because we are we are talking to machine. So something which you need to understand machine, understand numbers better than your uh, text or, uh, or any category, categorical thing like true, false, males and females, that kind of thing. So there you need to come with some numbers based on your understanding about the domain. So uh, I believe uh, feature engineering is something which need to, which, which you gain as you learn all these techniques, you know, this is the ongoing process. It cannot be learned in a day or two day. It is ongoing process. As you go implement your machine learning, you train your model, you keep learning and you keep modifying your features based on the accuracy of your model. You know, one thing that you've mentioned to me in the past, um, which I think you're, you're getting more excited about is deep learning. Uh, and you were talking about, you think that deep learning is really great because uh, the unsupervised labels, unsupervised labels are uh, discovered so easily by the deep learning. Yes. What's your thoughts on deep learning? So deep learning is unsupervised learning. The machine, I mean, see, you can divide anything into much supervised and unsupervised learning. Supervised learning, you can say where you know the outcome and based on that, you train your model. I mean, suppose whether the customer purchased your insurance or did not purchase, you know the outcome. Based on that, you are basically training your, you are basically doing, you are training your model. But when it comes for unsupervised learning, you don't know the outcome on what you are going to train your model. So basically in that case, you use this unsupervised, do the clustering and you know, based on the clustering, you assign some values. Basically you come, ultimate goal, you are coming with the outcome because you need the outcome to train your model. As far as deep learning, I'm right now learning deep learning. So I am is still very new to this deep learning concept. Uh, I'm exploring this field uh, right uh, for time being now. So, uh, but yeah, definitely it comes under the unsupervised learning. Uh, you know, one of the things that um, when I was in starting college, we, we had neural nets and we talked about them, but uh -huh. the big thing was expert systems and uh, expert systems had rules. So you could either forward chain through your rules or you could backward chain. Um, 
So the, if you had a set of rules, you'd ask the, the user um, a, a couple of questions and based on their questions, you could predict what the outcome would be. And uh, those, those uh, uh, questions had to be well engineered. And it seems like that uh, with machine learning, uh, things still need to be well engineered. You have to have good data. You have to set your data up uh, correctly and kind of know the business rules to, so you can ask the right questions. But with, with deep learning, it seems to be able to discover the rules that are in there and whether those rules are consistent or inconsistent. Um, what do you think about using deep learning as a way to become an expert system? Yes, you are right, actually. Deep learning is something which is evolving in the market and it is in higher demand. Because, <clears throat> as you said, uh, data is right now is in raw. We don't know much. Uh, suppose if you uh, something which you don't know and you wanted to discover the pattern. So where your deep learning and this neural network, uh, no, these kind of things will come into the picture. So that is, I mean, still discovering this uh, deep learning thing. So I'm still learning deep learning. So um, yeah, we'll want to talk about that in the future as you get more excited about it and you start seeing some uh, real good value. Uh, you know, I, I, I think one time I said, machine learning people are they're willing to pay for machine learning because they know okay we we've got we run our business a certain way we know what our business rules are we know business process uh we want automated decisions and we want to you know make those decisions uh through machine learning so they're willing to pay people to come in set up the automated decisions uh it's interesting like i've read that some banks have tried to uh uh they're careful about implementing deep learning because uh, they're, they're, they, want, they don't want to discover certain things in the data. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that could be some of the apprehension that companies have is that if the data reveals things uh, that they, they, you know, they might be uncomfortable with. But on the other hand, uh, I would say deep learning would be great for things like audits, you know, financial audits to look for patterns that are inconsistent. Yes, you're right. Uh, that may be the future. But again, uh, think over the investment as well, because I believe that it's one one thing is looking looking at the output. The another aspect of any any of these things will be understanding how much investment you are going to make, resources, the infrastructure, everything that need also need to be a, a come into accounts here because you really cannot do the business in law. So sometimes before you implement or before you need to do some understanding some some um, some study before you go and implement this kind of system in any organization you need really need to look from the perspective of getting the benefit roi and you no know, break even kind of concept you need to understand all these things before you go ahead because this this is like it requires resources required infrastructure it requires uh, time to do all these things. So how much organization are prepared to invest in this kind of systems that also need to be account for going forward. Yeah. You, you sound like, uh, uh, the CEO I talked to on super query. That's exactly what he said when he was, a, a CIO that he was always concerned about is, you know, he had a large development team and, uh, you know, he always wanted to know, 
uh, where they were in their process and what kind of return on their investment that they were going to be offering the owners. And so you're right. Machine learning, deep AI, all this new technology has to have a return. But don't you feel uh, passionate about the fact that see, uh, it, there it, will be good returns? But trust, uh, the, see, one, one thing is to bring the trust in your investors. I mean, I mean, when you talk about the new system coming, suppose this, this new thing is, is evolving, it's changing day by day, you know, this machine learning, AI, new tools, new technologies, new concepts are coming into the picture. Suppose you purchase a tool that in two years, that tool might become obsolete in the market. Something will replace that tool. That is, then what will happen to your investment? Are you able to make that break even for mm-hmm. the tool? It is still need to, I mean, it's a long way to go right now. If you look in terms of investment, in terms of return, and in terms of how mature market become right now in AI, MI, or deep learning. So definitely things are evolving. Things are changing. Every, every six months, you can find another tool coming with this kind of technology. And they have their own promises to the customer, to the clients, to the organization. So that decision definitely going to play a huge role for companies who are going to invest in this kind of technologies. Did you have any exciting stories where people didn't know what their data um, was and then when you showed them either through machine learning or visualization that they got really excited? Uh, can you elaborate on this? Like, uh, see, you can definitely, there, I, I, if you want to, I mean, if you want to learn, Kegel is a very good point where you can start learning the thing because you can get the data, you can understand. If you have a coding background, you can go ahead and see the codes, you know. You can do the forking and you can understand what coding, what feature kind of thing they have done on the data, how they are optimizing the code, how they are doing the feature selection for that, you know, for the data set and how they are uh, coming with the accuracy, you know, that kind of thing. You can see how... Basically, Kaggle is an open platform. You can go, you can see what people are doing. So I think if you wanted to learn machine learning, that is the best platform you can get. If you have some understanding, you go play around the Kaggle codes. Uh, you build your own code, try to run it, try to compare it with the you know, uh, top claggers. So basically, that's the way you should be going forward. What about, you know, I guess the question was, is, uh, do you, have you had any experiences with business people? You're technical, right? And yes. uh, have you had any experiences with business people when they see, visually see the data, uh, them get excited because now the, the data is speaking to them in a language that they can understand? Definitely. If you talk to business, uh, I mean, in terms of understanding, so they don't understand uh, if you talk too much technical. So basically, you need to talk the term, uh, the language business. So... I don't have too much exposure on that 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 front, but definitely when okay. I worked one when I worked with one of the clients, basically they they are AMC, whatever you do, they wanted to understand the revenue. They wanted to understand how much investment this, how much they are going to make this month. So if whatever you do, you they wanted to see the prediction, but prediction in terms of revenue, how much revenue we are going to generate this month, what is the forecast? So that's the yeah. way they wanted to look at. They don't they are not they are not interested in what algorithm you are using and all. They are not at all. They wanted to know how and how accurate you are in terms of your prediction. Based on the past record, they wanted to compare. So this month I'm making 500K. What is my prediction say? My prediction say 480K. 
that is very close so that's the way they look at and they wanted to compare your result when you talk about the c level people or business people so one of the things that uh, machine learning is good at is predicting uh, reoccurring patterns so uh, you know whether you were talking about whether or not you would close a cell or whether or not a patient would come back on a reoccurring diagnosis um, you know it seems like the pattern of reoccurrence could be pretty profitable what's your strategy going to be uh, going out you know you you've mentioned that you you start off in data science you're really excited about machine learning and deep ai mm-hmm. uh, is that is that your direction you're feeling like you're going to go is uh, more on the machine learning deep ai side that is how one should uh, because you start with machine learning and then you start moving to a deep learning and ai part so because this is the machine learning become the you know foundation for your this kind of advanced concept of ai and deep learning so one should be really very good in understanding the machine learning before that person jumps because you need that basics to you know go ahead and learn this deep learning and ai part especially neural network neural networks are complex things which really you need to dedicate time to learn those things before you go ahead and implement those things in real real life scenarios you know what 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 type of uh future do you kind of see uh your your vision of of uh of uh how the steep ai and machine learning is going to affect uh the average person see average person uh, see these things are right now uh, are getting so how you right now they, these implementations are happening on the organizational level okay so you need to understand uh, definitely uh, suppose you, you your uh, for example how common person is getting affected here companies are collecting data suppose for credit cards you are swiping your credit cards everywhere no they they will track with that credit card they can track this person is doing this kind of you know sales or purchases or whatever based on that that recommendation will start coming to you you know so more more and more uh, kind of accurate information or more and more as per your test as per your need that kind of thing will come in the future you know you'll have so you wanted to purchase this so based on that so if you look at the recommendation system implemented by the amazon on their website you know once you select the product you start getting the similar product or the per- people who purchase the same product you know they also purchase this product so that's kind of thing more and more uh, customized uh, no um, more and more customized way companies are going to approach to their customers so it is very much a uh, 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 target kind of thing where like the common person they don't have to go too much around they will be like companies are itself targeting that customers you know based on their needs you know one thing that uh, we've talked about is you know machine learning is kind of one directional now you put in input and then it makes an a, a prediction and uh, one thing that um, i've been thinking about is uh, the idea of conversations with the machine where you know you can it has a series of networks and you you have a voice uh, natural language processing and you can ask it questions so it can dynamically uh be responding to you rather than you know trying to put a visualization up 
and then having to drill down and click it, you know, it, it can, you can ask it questions. So it's, it, it's kind of like how we talk now, we have a conversation. Do you think uh, the deep AI and machine learning, uh, when you're driving as like in a self-driving car, Mm-hmm. will be more like a conversation. Oh, I see a rot, red light. I need to stop. Oh, I see a pedestrian to the right of me. I need to uh, avoid them. Oh, I see a car that's merging over into my lane. I need to slow down to avoid collisions. Is there going to be that kind of conversation you think that's going to be happening so, between us and the machine? That That is the future, David. So I believe you can see those kind of things in the next 20 years. That is my my understanding or my perception. I'm not sure. But definitely, there is a lot of advancement need to happen before we we have those kind of systems comes into existence for the humanity. So I believe still the progress, the development, the research are going on. And my my belief is that kind of things, systems will come. But that is quite like maybe 20 years, 30 years, maybe 50 years. I We don't know. But definitely those kind of thing will come where human and machine can interact in real time. Mm. So, but again, we are not right now, I believe that that advancement of technology and that discovery need to happen. That is the future, I think. Right now, we are, yeah. we are doing the training. We are, we are taking the results. Based on that result, we are making a generalized statement and we are doing the prediction. But when you have to do the live conversation, that machine need to be equally intelligent as you are. Then it can make a conversation live with you in a oh. real time. So that is okay. that is how I look at it. But right now we are taking the historical values and based on that we are training our models. And based on that we are getting the outputs. And there's plenty of data there. Yes. I, I realize that a lot of companies, they don't do a lot of uh, historical analysis, so they, they're not making predictions yet. And so the machine learning is really good because, uh, you know, it's like having uh, someone with a good statistical background, uh, almost like having your st- statistician, like a, a program like SAS, for example, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, you might have a degree in statistics and you can look at distribution curves, you can do look at uh, curve fitting algorithms to, you know, figure out is my, my schedule gaps, my budgets, things like that, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's going to add that incremental uh, advantage, you know, but if even if you look at a company that does $100 million, and you get a 3% increase in uh, productivity, a 3%, maybe that will translate to, uh, let's say, 5% net profit increases. And then, you know, if you had uh, $20 million uh, net profits, then you get 5% increase. You know, that could well justify the costs for, you know, the consultants and the, and the software and still come out with some money, additional money. So that incremental improvement... Uh, looks looks appealing i i completely agree with you so definitely see my my uh, understanding see i definitely i also hold a degree in mba finance so i believe that the way organization operates something what you call bottom line the sales 
that that need to improve with this machine learning you know ultimate goal for any organization is to get the maximum revenue from the market and that is how you have all these technologies if amazon is investing into alexa or or google play google is investing in google play their aim is to increase the revenue for the organization using the data so for any organization i think this is the bottom line you need to increase the sales you need to increase the revenue of the organization whatever technology you comes in company only invest if they see a profit of they see a future of the technology you know what is the future of this technology are they going to make enough money out of it are they going to hit the uh, break even the, the, the amount of investment they are doing what is the timeline when they are going to get the return out of this so that is how any uh, cfo or uh, if you approach to any cfo before you know before you put your idea they wanted to understand what is the balance sheet how you are going to make the roi out of it what is the what is the future what is the break even how many years i am going to get my returns back so that kind of thing definitely plays a very important role in this in this disruptive technologies coming into the market like ai and deep learning so you you have you are you are investing money you are bringing resources you are building infrastructure but ultimate goal is to get the revenue out of everything nice well sanji i'm going to uh, i think our time's up but uh you have hit uh the key point to this whole conversation and that is uh businesses can stay in business if they uh can earn money and if they cannot earn money uh they will not stay in business and so uh these technologies are going to help them uh they're going to be expensive at times but uh they'll have to decide if they can get a return on their investment and uh that'll be uh, I'm sure there'll be more companies out there that uh, as they start seeing that there's profits to be made, um, that they will enter in that space and reduce the cost through competition. Yes. Well, that is anyway, how... uh, you have, why don't you share a few last thoughts and then we'll just call it quits. Yep. Uh, machine learning, AI and deep learning are the future right now in technology this is a very long long road need to be again need to be covered here still this is the beginning of everything but again there is a long way to go so i mean that's all i have have to say on this okay thank you sanji i'll uh, send you uh, uh, the recording thank you david okay. and have bye a nice bye. night yeah bye